Wow. I'm just thinking of these ladies. They're such a blessing and so talented, so active in our church with their husbands and family. I, these, good night. Sherry was just a little girl. I mean, we've known her since she was born, my wife and I. And uh, Kirsten, she comes from a great family, and we, we go to Galilee, and she's a little girl running around there. And Jessica came here in her teens. She was, she was chasing after one of our boys, and she came over here. Got her husband, and so we've known them all their life. But they just, they they love the Lord, they serve the Lord. I want to hear people like that sing more than, you know, the professional groups. But they, they sound professional to me. So, praise the Lord. Art and Annette, happy anniversary. Last Sunday was their 40th anniversary. I heard. Amen. Last week the Smothers also. So, Joe, I asked you what you're going to do for your wife. You said I brought her to church. Art took his wife away. So that's that's pretty good. That's good. Amen. I don't want to start any problems. Let's move on. Romans chapter. <laughs> Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight. We are having the Lord's Supper tonight. And if you you belong here as a church member, you know, please, if you're a Christian and uh, you know the Lord, you're saved, so forth. Uh, you're welcome to come as well. We'll explain that. Um, but you need to know the Lord as your Savior, obviously, be right with Him. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna honor that. And tonight we're gonna have a special testimony uh, from Brother Gene Balka. Brother Gene Balka is having brain surgery next Friday in Cleveland Clinic, and uh, God is working in their life and heart. And he, he, my wife and I spent time with him and Nancy yesterday morning, and uh, you should just hear this man's testimony for God and. I thought with the Lord's Supper, that would be good. So don't miss that. Don't miss the Lord's Supper. Don't miss this tremendous testimony. We've got a, got a message from the Lord tonight. And I'm looking forward to tonight. Having, I'm not even done with this one, right? This service. But God's been certainly good to our church. Amen. Romans chapter 8. These are familiar verses. And let me get my microphone on. Amen. Uh, please continue to pray for Kate, if you would. They're going through it right now with... Her treatments for cancer, again, the Narkevich family, remember them, and of course, Cherry and Janet, and uh, boy, who am I forgetting about here? Um, Susie, um, they, they, they're dealing with cancer as well. Others have, and, and there's people that have strokes, and they're getting better, but we need to lift each other up in prayer and encouragement. Mitty went to the hospital for a few days, and she's home, praise the Lord, but uh, remember one another as they go through these hard times, Amen. But uh, Romans chapter 8, look at verse 28, if we would, in God's book. Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Them are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And, the, and uh, whom he justified, them he also glorified. Notice that. I want to talk today about a subject that should be dear to our hearts as born-again believers. And that's the subject of glorification. Uh, when we get to glory, when we get to heaven... God's plan for us at the end of life's road. Let's, let's pray. Father, help us 
As we get into your word, I pray this message would be a source of encouragement today to the saints. Lord, it sure encouraged me as I studied your word this week. Lord, you've been good to us, as I mentioned. Lord, so good. And Lord, in spite of the trials of life and troubles that come our way, uh, Lord, we know one day we'll be with thee in glory. I have not seen or heard what you have prepared for us that love you. And Lord, we pray that we'd bask in this verse this morning and be encouraged, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, over the last several Sundays, I don't know if you paid attention much, sometimes just come to church and preach or preach or something, but I, I usually have a thought in mind or maybe sometimes a series or run of thoughts and and for the last few weeks, we've been looking at salvation and different aspects of salvation. Uh, the first week, I believe the first of September, I preached on the marvelous faith displayed. And we, we looked at biblical faith and what it looked like. And then the next Sunday, I preached on a call in need of repentance. People don't preach that anymore, but repentance is a necessary doctrine. And there is a call of repentance. And then we dealt with the new look at the new birth. And uh, preached on being born again. I believe a couple of people were born again that morning. Have you been born again? Have you been converted? Amen. And then last week, I preached on the believer's stand for God. And we're said in God's word many times to be justified. And we preached the message, justified, never sinned. That's our possession in God, in Christ. This morning, I want to kind of wrap this all up with the finishing touch of God's glorious redemption plan, and that's glorification. You may not realize it. You don't might maybe not think about it as much as you should. Some do, obviously. But one of these days, we're going to be in glory. One of these days, we as true believers in Jesus Christ are going to enter heaven's gates. We're going to be with the Lord and those that have passed on before us, and, and we're going to serve the Lord forever and ever. And that's not just a pie in the sky. That's not fictitious. That's that, that's to the truth. That's reality from our Savior's lips. Amen. So I want to talk about this divine unfolding of God's purpose in salvation, and that's ultimately our glorification. Amen. In grace, God had an intention for you and I. He forgave us. He saved us. He's justified us. He's going to glorify us. And we don't know when that process ends for each and every one of us. We have, sometimes we think we have so many, much time and others think they don't have as much time. But you never know because all that's in the Savior's hands. But I know this, saints, if you're saved, there's a glorification coming. And like the psalm writer said, what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. Amen. So I'd like to start with a question this morning as we dealt with all these subjects over the last several Sunday mornings. And the question is, what does the future glory of the saved really look like? What does it consist of? We're going to try to break that down a little bit this morning. First of all, our glorification, the glory and blessing of being forever with the Lord. Let us understand that. Life has its trials down here. They come and go. Their hardships are real and they hurt, amen? And they're, they're hard to handle. But I'm telling you this morning... When you get to glory, you're going to be with your Lord forever and ever and ever. And John's gospel tells us this, and we know it. Let not your heart be troubled. Amen? You believe in God, believe also in me, our Lord says. 
In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there, here's the key, there ye may be also. You know, I, the doctrine of hell is not something I like to study, think about, but it's reality. But the biggest thing about hell is no God. The absence of God. But God has promised us that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, been born again of His Spirit, that you and I are going to be with the Lord. And so shall we ever be. Amen. Now, the chief attraction, I believe, for glory, obviously there's so many things that will be wonderful to partake in and to see and people to visit and all the things that we can... And again, I cannot see, I have not seen or heard. We can't imagine... But the future glory of heaven is the, the chief attraction is Jesus. Jesus. We've been talking about using that name more, amen, on Wednesday nights. The name of Jesus, our Savior. And one day you're going to see him if you're saved. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. That You'll hear it from his lips. We've read it in the word of God and we believe it to be true, but... One day we'll actually see Jesus. We'll actually hear from him. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. That's ahead of us. Often we say, let it be way ahead. I want, and that's natural. We want to live our lives. But folks, going to heaven when you die is not a bad deal, okay? It's a good thing. It truly is. Uh, Jesus said in John 14, 3, again, if I go, I prepare a place for you. I will come again, receive unto himself that where I am, there you may be also. Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, about the rapture, to meet the Lord in the air. Watch this. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. What a comfort. I go to cemeteries and funerals and do graveside services and the Bible says that there's some that have no hope, but you and I have hope in Christ. Amen. What a comfort it is to know that the Lord is our portion. One day we'll see him, speak with him, be with him, serve him for all eternity. But you know what another blessing is? That we have his presence now. The Lord is with us now. Right now, even though we're going through trials and troubles and heartache and disappointment and frustration and all that goes along with life, the Lord is with us now. Isaiah 43, 2, When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. When, and through the rivers, I, they shall not overflow thee. And when thou walkest in the fire, thou shalt not be burned. And he says, For I, the Lord thy God, am with thee. Fear not, for I am with thee, he tells us. The psalmist said in verse, chapter 23, The shepherd saw, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Thou art with me, he says. I will not fear, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. So all through the scripture, he's with us. He's with you now. You may not feel like it. You may not sense it sometimes. But Jesus said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. He is present with you even when you don't realize it. But one day we're going to be with him for all eternity in glory. In glory. When we arrive in heaven, we shall be with him. Now, sad, sadly, we all know people, loved ones, friends, associates, acquaintances, so forth, that they cannot enter into glory when they pass because they do not know him. And our job is to try to 
witness to them so they come to know Christ as their own Savior. If there's somebody here today, a child or an adult, and you have not yet come to faith in Christ, please, friend, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Repent of your sins and receive Christ by faith into your heart. For as many as receive him, them gave you power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. What a name. But uh, one day we'll be in glory. I praise the Lord right now. I know Jesus is my Savior. I have confidence. I know the place. I, I, I was there. I can go back to that experience. But he's not just with me 45 years ago. He's with me every day. And I, I have fellowship with him. I speak to him. I commune with him. I pray to him. I read his word. Amen. His Holy Spirit abides in me and gives me comfort each day as I go through trials. Listen, sometimes I don't go through as many trials, but as a pastor, I'm going with people through their trials. And I'm glad that I can report that God loves them and God knows what they're going through and he cares. And he'll be with them. Amen. And when it's all over, we'll be with the Lord. Amen. He's our hope. And we all have loved ones and friends and family and neighbors so forth. They don't know the Lord. Please, as a Christian, share your faith. Stand up as we've been preaching on Wednesday night for Christ. Speak up for Jesus Christ. Show up for Jesus Christ. It's so important. Paul wrote Romans 10, 10 and verse 1, the apostle. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. You can put that as an application in your own heart. My desire and prayer to God is for the lost to come to know Christ. Amen? And then we're thinking about glorification. There's another experience I want to talk about here. The glory and blessing of being conformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Go to, in your book, if you would, this morning, your Bible, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Aren't you glad for your Bible? I am. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. First John chapter 3 and verse 2, we'll read verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, uh, because it knew him not. But here's what I'm going to get to. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. I'm not a finished product, either are you. But one day we'll be in the likeness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Not only to know him on this side of eternity through faith, the word, prayer, service, so forth, but we'll be like our Lord. I have a, I have a desire for God's desire for my life. God's desire for my life and yours being saved is that we we conform to the image of Christ. And the Bible says in the Word of God, conforming means to be fashioned like. It means to be robed like. It means to, be resemble, uh, to resemble Him in outward appearance. One of these days we'll be like our Lord. Psalm 17, 15 says, As for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with his, thy likeness, he said. Amen. Just one of these days we'll be home. And there'll be a new reality for us and the former things will be passed away. Sometimes that verse troubles me because, I, you know, I think about people and I want them to know what's going on. And I don't know all about that. No one does. But I know this. They're enjoying glory. 
they're enraptured with their Savior. They are busy serving the Lord. And they're not worried about the former things. Amen? We can't comprehend what they are experiencing, but they are. Heaven is their home, and heaven one day will be our home. And all of us in Christ, we will be like Jesus. Philippians 3.21, Jesus, it says, Who shall change our vile bodies, that we may be fashioned like unto his glorious body? Ephesians 5.27, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy without blemish. We are the bride of Christ. And the Lord is preparing us for that wonderful wedding day with him as the bridegroom and us as the bride. But we're the bride right now as believers in Christ. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's our position right now, although we're living here. Uh, we're not like the angels. You know, people say, oh, she's an angel, he's an angel. My little kid, look at that little boy, he's just an angel. No, he's not, he's a brat, but you, you know. <laughs> people like to say something like that. Oh, he's just a little angel. And somebody dies, they go to angel land. That's not Bible. No, we're saved, we're saints. We're the redeemed, amen. We're not disembodied spirits. That's not according to the word of God. We have life in Christ. And one of these days we'll be in glory with our glorified bodies and we will be like Jesus in every way. In appearance and likeness and heart. Amen. That's something. Amen. Thirdly, the glory and blessing that we will experience just here any time now is living in a perfect surrounding. That's something. Go to the book of Revelation, if you would, if you can, quickly. And uh, we look at Revelation chapter 22. And the Bible says in verse 1, And you showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the streets of, of it, and on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and, they, and there shall be no more night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. Go, this week, go read chapter 21, talking about Jerusalem and, and the heavenly Jerusalem and, and all that God has in store for us. What a blessing. It'll cheer your heart. Now, our first parents, we know Adam and, and Eve, they, they lived in a perfect environment at that time. It was the Garden of Eden. God, God, Eden, God created it for fellowship and because of sin, because of Adam's fall. Sin entered into the world. Romans 5 and verse 12 says, Whereby as one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so that death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. And now, everybody's a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Falling short of what God desires, what God intends. We can never do it in this fleshly body. But salvation is not in us. It's not in our good deeds. It's not in our good works. It's not in our doing this or that. It is in Christ's finished work on the cross. And our repentance toward God and faith toward Christ that saves us. The curse fell upon all mankind. Paradise was lost. But praise God, paradise is gained in Jesus Christ. 
If you will call upon him, I mean really mean it, with all your heart, call upon him to save your soul, he will. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Go to the bank on that. God says it. it he, he means it. Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4 tells us that in the fullness of time, man was lost, but in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, the second Adam, to fight for us and die for us and rise for us from the dead. And right now, you and I are the redeemed, this side of glory, positionally, but one of these days. And again, I'm not volunteering today. No, no, no. I want to live my life. But when God's plan, God's timing comes, I'll go in grace, and I will be with him for eternity. And you know what? The redeemed will be brought back to that original state of fellowship with God. We lost it through Adam, gained it through the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? If you're here, please, if you're here and you're not yet born again, please, realize your need. You're a sinner and you need a Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. And you repent of your sin to God, and then you ask Him for forgiveness, and He will save your soul. He's not going to make you get saved. He's looking for you to bend the knee, bow the head, give up your will, yield to His. Paradise is regained in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so when we die, we go to glory. Heaven or glory for the true believer means that we'll live in a world of perfect peace, perfect harmony, perfect order, perfect joy, all because of Christ's death on the cross and all because of his resurrection three days later. Amen. But listen, there's this idea in our world that Jesus died on the cross, therefore everybody's going to heaven. That is not true. Jesus died on the cross, there's an opportunity for everybody to go if they will repent and receive him as their Savior. God has given everyone that opportunity. That's the message we should be preaching. As many as receive him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven. Given among men whereby we must be saved. You say, preacher, we know all this. Well, listen, we think we do that, but we've had three people saved here in the last three weeks. You think, does somebody need to hear it? Absolutely. Give it out. But church, not just give it out here. Give it out there. Because you know people that need the Lord. Talk about heaven this morning. Talk about glory. The glory and blessing of the freedom of Earthly limitations. Romans, or uh, Revelation chapter 21, if you can swing over there, I'll be there. I, my wife's grandpa, Grandpa Holland, was such an encouragement to me as I was a young man, just getting to know him. He was a man of faith. And one of the things he used to talk about quite a bit was when he got to heaven, he wanted to walk through walls like Jesus did. He said, no, they were in that upper room praying and the Lord was in the midst thereof. And he didn't open the door, so he must just came in there. And he, he was just fascinated by that. He would mention, I'm looking forward to that when I can go through walls. Well, he's there. He can go through as many as he wants, I guess. One day we'll be with the Lord. We'll be like the Lord and there'll be no more earthly limitation. As I've grown older, I have more earthly limitations. My knees don't work and I don't sleep as well as I used to. My eyes don't work real good. and uh, You know, it's just the aging process. and It's just part of life. Amen? Life has its heartaches. 
downtime, heartbreak, sorrow, suffering. But listen, Revelation 21 and verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there should be no more. Listen, listen to the things, there'll be no more. No more death. Have you lost a loved one? It's not good. It hurts. It keeps hurting. No more death. No more sorrow. No more crying. There, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. That's good news. And right now, it, it hurts sometimes in life, bodily, physically, mentally, amen, emotionally. Sometimes financially, there's stresses upon us. It hurts sometimes as our family go through things. Sometimes it hurts as people go through marriage difficulties. Life's hard. Life, life hurts. Cancer and heart trouble and strokes and all kinds of maladies. There'll be none of them when we get to our glorified state. Praise God. You know what we are right now? We're people that are groaning. We don't really, the Bible says we groan within us. The Bible tells us that when there's witnessing and when we're testifying and when we're persecuted, that the Spirit of God speaks for us. When we don't know what to say, He will take, take over. Thank God for that. But in this body, in this mind, in this frame that we live in, we groan for what? Heaven's shore. For our glorification. Romans 8, 23. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit, the redemption of our body. Our soul's been redeemed, but our body's just the old body, the old flesh. 2 Corinthians 5, 2, Paul writes, and verse 4 also, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. In verse 4, for we that are in this tabernacle, this body, do groan, being burdened, not for that which we will be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might swallow up of life. The word groan here means to sigh or to grieve. It means to long for, to cry out for. This body's not made to be forever. It'll lay someday and dissolve. But when that happens, to be absent from the body, present with the Lord. We are with the Lord. Amen. No more trouble, no more sin, no more sorrow, no more Satan. Amen. No more weakness, no more sickness, no more pain, no more suffering, no sorrow, no facing of death. As I said, we, we mentioned about praying some of our saints that are going through some horrific times right now. Their, their homes, their marriages, their children, just, it's a struggle. And sometimes I'll be, I don't know what to say sometimes, other than what I've already preached and said and try to shore up for them, but they're going through it. But I know God's word is true. And one of these days, no more of any of that. Amen. I was so blessed yesterday morning. My wife and I met with Brother Gene and Nancy Bolka, and he just glorifying God in spite of his trial, what he's facing. He's a preacher. It's always on my mind, but I'm okay. I'm okay. My wife and I will be there Friday and be with Nancy and see how this all pans out. But, you know, it's going to be all right. Amen. I, I want you to hear it in his words, not how he described it. It's such a blessing. Are you going through something right now?
Praise God, you're going to be delivered from this body, friend, and from all that has been described. Amen? Soon, we will reach heaven's shore. Tears, no more tears, no more death, no more sorrow, no crying. Amen? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. What a blessing. We rejoice right now in what is to come. But while we wait, we're supposed to be serving the Lord. Occupy, he says, till I come. 1 Corinthians 2, 9, But it is written, I had not seen nor heard. I've quoted this. Neither hath entered in the heart of man. Listen, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. How awesome, how wonderful that is. We can't com comprehend it. Although we try, but it's coming our way. Then the glory and blessing of the fellowship of the saints. Look, look, Luke chapter 13. I'm almost done here. Stay with me. Don't, don't fall asleep on me now. Luke, some of you look like you're about ready to go, so wake up. Luke 13, verse 29. And they shall come from the east, and from the west, and from the north, and from the south, and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. All the saints of all time will assemble in glory in heaven, and we're going to have some fellowship. Wow. You know, church life is meant to be a foretaste of divine life. Now, we all know that church life is not always that way. But God's desire is that it be that way. God's desire is that we love, amen, fellowship with one another, encourage one another, amen, as if we're in glory. It's a foretaste. It's what's to be. It's what's to come. And listen, you say, well, it's not that way for me. Then ask God to help you. Maybe it's you. You say, well, there's circumstances in my life that I can't. Yeah, give them over to God and don't forget. Be the Christian you're supposed to be. Don't quit on God. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say, what's the use? No, no. Refire. Don't worry about what people are not doing or what they're doing you don't like. Jesus has never disappointed me. And I'm going to tell you something right now. I enjoy my fellowship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. I enjoy it. I cannot imagine how, in some cases, it would be better. But it will be better. Amen? But this is just a foretaste of when the saints are right with one another. We're rejoicing. It, we get in those services every once in a while where you know that God is just there. I mean, God is, I mean, everybody knows it, senses it. Amen? You've been in those services? That's just a foretaste of glory divine. Fellowship with the saints, just think about it. All the saints of the Old New Testament, the first century saints, the early martyrs, the reformers, all the saved of every age since church's inception, there'll be a reunion. What a reunion. We'll arrive in heaven, we'll be welcomed, and we'll be recognized. You know, our, all our grandkids are away from us. You all know that. And every once in a while, we get opportunity to see them. And we get on a plane, and we fly, and we get over to Europe, or we get down to New Mexico, or we go down, down to Virginia and see our kids and our grandkids. And every time we do that, we're getting, our, we're getting off the plane, and we're going down those aisles, you know, those, those runways, and we go to the baggage claim, and you get your bag, and and you used to let people in to greet you, but now you got to go out. But when we get out of that one section where they let them in, they're always, they're always, 
Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandma. Smiling, happy, jumping up and down. What'd you bring me? <laughs> but it's always sweet. It's always hugging and kissing. And we're glad you're here. Amen. Drive the car to go see him down in Virginia. Drive 10 hours, get there. You're tired, but you're excited because you know you're almost there. And you get in the driveway. You pull up, and then they come, all the little ones come running out. Grandma, Grandpa, Grandpa, did you bring any cookies? Did you bring any chocolate milk? We got this deal called Grandpa Cookies. Same cookie every time, same chocolate milk, but they love it. I love it. There's always, they're always happy. They're always jumping up and out. We're crying. Now, what do you think it's going to be like when you get the glory and you see your loved one? They hug your neck. They kiss your face. Whew. Yeah. It's all ahead. I think sometimes we believe in heaven, but we don't live like we believe it. What a reception there will be. What excitement. I won't take time, but I'll share these with you. This recognition, recognition is implied in Scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 12. It's illustrated in Luke chapter 9. We read, all the saints will be there. It's affirmed in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. Comfort one another with these words, and we're going to be with them. It's confirmed in 1 Thessalonians 2, 19, and it's guaranteed in 1 Corinthians 15, 6. I'll say this, and I'll wrap up. The glory and blessing of being engaged in God's service. I love what I do. I love being in God's work. What a privilege. What an honor to be called into God's service. Listen, you get to be a, 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 a worker in the church, a, a teacher, an instructor of children, a, a Sunday school teacher, a leader of the church, a singer of the choir, playing the instruments, singing the song. You get to do anything for the Lord, greeting people, anything for the Lord. What a privilege. What an honor. To serve the Lord. But it doesn't cease here. According to scripture in Revelation chapter 22 that we read this morning in verse 3, it, it, it says this. Let me read it in your hearing. I am verily a man, which is, is this the right? No, that's Acts. That's not going to work. 22. In verse 3, and there shall be no more curse but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Hey, I've been trying to serve the Lord all my Christian life. I mean, since I've been saved, almost 45 years, I've been trying to serve the Lord. Not well most time, but I try, I try, you do too. But it's not over here. There's service there. What a wonderful time it will be to serve the Lord in glory. With a glorified body. No hindrances. Oh my goodness. This service down here is preparation for that service. Hey, some of you need to get busy. You're not doing a good job. Some of you are not even involved. How are you going to be able to do it over there? Well, if you don't get it down here a little bit, amen. Oh, I'll have a glorified body. Okay. <laughs> what a pleasure. 
It is to serve the Lord. Yes, it has its challenges. Yes, it has its problems. You can't make everybody happy. You make an announcement and get it wrong, and everybody gives you a hard time. I understand. I always, I always want to say, come on up here and make that. Preach this sermon. See how many mistakes you make. But one of these days, I'm going to have a glorified body. I'm going to make no more mistakes. Amen. And some of you say, amen, Pastor. We're glad when you get But I'll hear this. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. We read that as our joy. No, no, it's his joy. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. You know, he's going to be so thrilled. He's going to be so thrilled when we get there and when we're serving him at our best. In our full capacity, the Lord's going to look at that and he's going to be so pleased. Wow. Luke 19, 17, well done, thou good, good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little. And notice how that says that. Have authority over ten cities. We have this idea that, boy, God needs us and we're the best thing ever happened to God. And, you know, God, why don't I get recognized more down here? Little, 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 nothing. But whatever little we do, God's going to reward us with more service, with more opportunity. And I, don't, I, I, don't, I can't even begin to know what that is. Or They talk about 10 cities. Someday I'll come back and be the mayor of Livonia. I don't want to be the mayor of Livonia. <laughs> Especially with all this stupidity going on in politics. I don't want to be none of that. I want to serve the king with a glorified body. Praise in my heart. No more mistakes. Wow. What a grand and glorious time is coming for you and I that know the Lord. What an honor and a privilege to serve him right now. It is a blessing. It is a privilege to do anything for the Lord. I still haven't got over why God's called me. I still don't get it. But he did, and I'm thankful. Lastly, the glory and blessing of experience. True unhindered worship. You know, every once in a while around here, we get into worship. We, it gets on. I like it. But nobody's ever worshipped on this side like they do on that side. Jude, verse 24, 25 says, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. We can't lose it, by the way. And to present you faultless, me, you present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty and dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Wow. Unhindered worship. Some of you, some of you have never made a holy grunt for God in your life. Tom, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing some of these deadheads Wake up a little bit in heaven. Amen. You just, some of you, you got it in your mind and you go to heaven, you're going to be like this. No, you're going to be like this. You're going to be beside yourself. You're going to make a fool of yourself. But it's okay because everybody will be making a fool of themselves. We'll all be worshiping the king. We'll all be falling on our face. We'll all be rejoicing in the Lord. It'll be okay. Some of you, it's, it's okay now. 
I'm looking forward to that glorification. To be with the saints. Think of all the songs and all the praise. When we get there and the Lord, I just sometimes imagine it as just throngs and throngs and throngs of the saints rejoicing, worshiping, and then the Lord comes out and addresses the audience. What will that be like? I can't even imagine what it'll be like, but it's going to be good to see Jesus. Oh my goodness. Won't be hard to praise him then. Romans 8.30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. See, that's what we started out with. Yeah, you get saved by grace through faith. You repent of your sins and you receive Christ in your heart by faith. That's how you get saved. You get born again. Amen. But the end is our glorification. It's coming. Let me give you this beautiful poem I found this week and we're done. I cannot tell you how all the land shall worship when at his bidding every storm is still. Or who can say how great the jubilation when all the hearts of men who love are filled. But this I know, the skies will thrill with rapture. And myriad, myriad human voices sing. And earth to heaven and heaven to earth will answer. At last the Savior, Savior of the world, is King. Whew. Just around the bend. Just over the hill. Just around the corner. Amen? Brother Bob said something the other night. You're talking about in a Sunday school lesson, Brother Chuck taught that he asked everybody to write down how much time they thought on a time chart or a timeline they had left to serve the Lord. Listen, I'm not going to give you a downer, but listen, all of us, we don't have as much time as we used to have. In just a little bit, we'll be home. I had not seen or hear what God had prepared for them that love him. Are you saved? Are you sure about it? If you are, serve the Lord with gladness. Have anticipation in your heart. Like when you're going to greet your loved ones that are coming in to visit you or they, you're coming in and they're seeing you. Think about that. Mostly think about meeting Jesus. Face to face, I shall behold him. He who died for me. If you're here today and you don't know that you know that you know you're saved, this morning, as we have an invitation, Tom, you can come have an invitation hymn. Why don't you come say, Preacher, I don't know that. Then let's show you in the Bible. And friend, you can ask God's forgiveness. For all have sinned and come short of the glory. Friend, you can call upon Jesus. For whose service shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God will give you eternal life and a promised home in heaven. Wouldn't you like that if you don't have it? And we that have it, let's rejoice in it. Let's bow our heads if we would, every head back.